0: What's some things we need to be watching for that tells us that things are going well? We'll let you know. You are Locked On Ole Miss, your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, the Ole Miss Rebels take on the Georgia Bulldogs Saturday at 6 p.m. Central Time. This is your chance to listen to David Kellum and the Rebels' hometown crew as Ole Miss looks to continue their run. Catch every play of the Rebels' home team broadcast with SiriusXM on channel 192 or on the SXM app searching Ole Miss Rebels. Hey, the Locked On Ole Miss podcast is on the SXM app as well. You can find us there. I'm Stephen Willis, the host of that Locked On Ole Miss podcast. Anyway, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. So yesterday we talked a little bit about the keys in this game, and now we're going to talk about things that could be a barometer. You want things to go well. You want to tell the flow of the game. You want to see what's going on. These things can kind of be your barometer to know how things are progressing. If Ole Miss is struggling doing this in the first half, that's probably a bad sign. If Ole Miss is doing this well in the first half, that's probably a good sign. And we're going to have three specific things to look at. First of all, Quinshawn Judkins, he'll be the barometer of how this game will go offensively. If he is not necessarily going well, do not expect Quinshawn to have a 150-yard performance in this game. If he does, Ole Miss is well into this football game. But if Ole Miss can have a game from Quinshawn Judkins similar to what they had against Texas A&M, 24 carries, 103 yards, just take the touchdowns out of the equation because Ole Miss needs to run the ball against Georgia to be successful, whether it's successful or not. You'll need that run. You need to affect linebackers. You need to affect players, and that will be a way you can check on that. Ole Miss must stay on schedule versus an elite Georgia third down defense. This defense is schizophrenic, but where they're really good is on third down. They do a decent job of handling things on the back end. And I've talked to Corey Burton, who's going to be on the show on Thursday from the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast about the Georgia defense. And I'll tell you what's going on with that. But he did say the secondary is pretty good as well. So I can imagine Ole Miss is probably going to try and make some hay on the ground, but it's important to stay on schedule. If you get into third and long against this defense, you're probably going to be problematic getting results of that down in distance. And also... This is the best offensive line that Ole Miss will play all season. Nobody has affected Carson Beck. If Ole Miss is the first when they're top five team in the nation in sacks, if Ole Miss is the first to affect Carson Beck this season and make him drop his eyes down, make him drop his heads down, put pressure on him and let him know you're there, maybe mistakes start getting made because Carson Beck right now is not making any mistakes. But those are the three main keys, and we're going to start with Quenshawn Judkins. Quenshawn Judkins in the run game. Now, I've talked about this several times. This Georgia defense is no different than the Alabama defense pre-2015 to where you had to run the ball. You're not going to be very successful with it because they are pretty good at fitting it, and they have better players than you have. I mean, that's the secret to the Georgia defense. They're really well coached, and they're really good players. That is how Georgia plays defense. I mean, it's rocket science. But this year, it's a little bit different. There's no Jalen Carter. There's no Jordan Davis sitting in the middle of the defense that's locking things down. Now, it is difficult to run the A-gaps against this Georgia team and any Georgia team. If you're thinking about inside zone, do you're running off the hip of the center. You're probably going to struggle. But I talked with Corey Burton. I was like, hey this Georgia defense is, is schizophrenic. And he's like, yeah, the secondary is really good, which it is, but they are inconsistent in the B and the C gap. And the B gap would be between the guard and the tackle and the C gap will be on the outside shoulder of the tackle and in between the tackle and the tight end. And that kind of lets you know where Ole Miss is going to attack. Whenever Ole Miss runs the ball, and does it well against really anybody, they have a nice off-tackle play that they're pretty good at. You're going to see a lot of counters. You're going to see them veer a little bit outside. It's not going to be so inside zone specific in this game. Now, and once you factor in all the quick game that can happen as well, this is a way that Quinshawn Judkins can make some hay. There's an opening there. It's not much. This is a super talented defensive football team. You look at the top 10 nationally in defense, the top 10 nationally on offense, and they want to take this Georgia team and put them somewhere other than number one in the playoff rankings? It's ridiculous. They're a really good team. So when I'm talking about things that Ole Miss can exploit, you have to understand, and I'm talking relatively, it's not like we're talking about Mississippi State on the other side of the football. So areas that you can attack, would probably be the B and the C gaps. And with Quenshawn Judkins, who is the best running back in the Southeastern Conference, I do not care about statistics. Right now he's looking at like 169 carries, 793 yards and 12 touchdowns. Runs really hard and is really good in the biggest games. He is exactly what you want in the tailback position and Ole Miss is very lucky to have them. That combined with the perceived weakness on the defensive line and in the run game. And, hey, Missouri, Cody Schrader ran for 122 yards against Georgia. That, that never happens to have a 100-yard rusher against Alabama. Never happens. Never ha- And even against the Georgia in the recent memory, never happens. You don't get 100 yards against that defense. If you think about other games like Auburn, everybody's like, hey, Auburn ran for like 212 yards in their game. Well, their leading rusher was Peyton Thorne, and he had a 75-yarder in the beginning of the game. Jarquez Hunter had like 17 carries for 59 yards, but you have to do it. You have to keep doing it. Ray Davis was like 17 for 52. George's defense is good. You have to keep doing it. So it's going to be something you can keep an eye on as a barometer. If Coinshawn Judkins starts easing up towards that 100-yard mark, it's going to open up other stuff in the offense, the quick game. All of that stuff, stuff downfield, the play action is going to become much more effective because of your success running the football. Receivers have to win one-on-ones. Running backs have to run extremely hard. And the quarterback has to have one of his better games at Ole Miss. I mean, it's not hard. This is the number two team in the country playing on their field at night. This is senior night in Georgia. This is a chance for them to essentially win the SEC East and There's a lot of stuff for Georgia to play for. You are going to get the Georgia Bulldogs best shot. Do not go in there expecting, hey, maybe they're looking at Tennessee. No, they're going to be completely focused on this game because Kirby is getting them completely focused on this game. So it's a situation that if you want to look at barometers of how Ole Miss can be successful, look at Quinshawn Judkins in the run game. And I'm not talking about every play. There's going to be some one- and two-yard games with Quinchon Judkins in this game. Georgia's too good for them not to be. But see if there's a couple plays where he pops it for five yards, and all of a sudden you have a second and five. Because we're going to talk about in the next segment how important it is for Ole Miss to stay on schedule. Absolutely massively important that Ole Miss stays on schedule. The third-gown performance of the Georgia Bulldogs is elite. It's massive. If Ole Miss has third and seven and above against this defense, they're going to convert it about a one to 12 clip during the game. And it's probably not going to go well for Ole Miss. It is massively important that Ole Miss stays on schedule in this football game. But I do want to let you know right now, this show is brought to you by Prize Picks. It's the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, They're the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you versus the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more or less than a statistic on a two- or a-player stat line and watch the winnings roll in. You want to play alongside some of prize picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promo tabs of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. PrizePix even offers a reboot policy that so your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second that players rebooted. it, PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to prizepix.com and use code LOCKEDONCOLEGE. For a first deposit matchup to a hundred bucks. Go to prizepicks.com slash and use code lockdown college, all one word, L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E, for a first deposit matchup to a hundred bucks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. College football season is here. And this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff. Live each Friday. Locked On will go live at 11 a.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel, including this one. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day, including me. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You do not want to miss it. Also, thanks to everybody for giving getting me up over 5,000 subscriptions on the YouTube channel. We're somewhere in the neighborhood, nearly 5,200 at this point. Thank you very much. Once we hit 6,000, 6,000, we are going to start doing remote broadcasts. Once we hit 7,000, we're going to do a call-in show. So please continue to subscribe if you haven't already. If you have, tell a friend. And if you listen on one of the other medias, please um, subscribe on the YouTube channel as well. That does us a lot of good. So thank you very much for that. Now, we talked in the first segment about how Quinshawn Judkins it could be a barometer for this offense moving forward, and we're going to talk about what Quinshawn Judkins do in the red zone in the second segment a little bit later on. But the importance for Ole Miss staying on schedule in this game probably cannot be understated. There's going to be some plays when you hit some second and nines, but it's going to be imperative for Ole Miss to try and get to third and four in that situation. And they need to do exactly what they can because – you're not going to convert many third and longs against this defense. You're just not. If you look at them offensively, Georgia's offense, they're converting thirds downs at a 55% clip in the game. That's number four nationally. If you look at them defensively, they only give up first downs 26% of the time. And this is all yardage distance. I imagine it's much lower with extreme down and distances. This is with people probably staying on schedule as well. Ole Miss's success on first and second down is really good. Their success on third down has not been so good, and that's partly due to the success on first and second down. But Georgia's success on third down and their secondary is absolutely good. They're good at getting after you, even though their sack numbers are kind of not, what you would expect from a Georgia defense, but that secondary is really good. But number four offensively, number three defensively, and we'll talk in the third segment. Remember that offensive stat number. We will talk about the Georgia offensive line and Carson Beck in the third segment of the show today. Now, if you look in the red zone, this is the reason I say this defense is a little bit schizophrenic. Georgia's red zone this year, they're 63% get, um, scoring touchdowns in the red zone. And that's when they had Brock Bowers. He included in these stats as well. But they're actually scoring touchdowns at a lower clip than Ole Miss at the moment. And they're giving up touchdowns at a 70% clip of the time. It's, it's somewhere in the neighborhood of like 16 out of 20, or, or maybe it's 14 out of 20. I forget what that number is. You don't get to the red zone very often. But when you do, you're fairly successful against the Georgia Bulldogs. Now, if you look at Ole Miss's red zone stats, Ole Miss is scoring touchdowns 65% of the time, and they're giving up touchdowns 64% of the time. Ole Miss is the leader in this category, and it will be very, very important for Ole Miss to score touchdowns in the red zone. Field goals are not Ole Miss's friend, but I say that to say this, okay, and listen to what I say. Just because you're faced with a field goal and you need a touchdown to win does not mean that you need to go for it. The three points are going to be valuable, but for Ole Miss to be clicking at a higher level, they need to be putting that into the end zone as well, if that makes sense. Field goals will do if that's all you can get, but you don't want a situation like Hugh Freeze in, what is it, 2013, when he went down to Alabama and got beat 25 to nothing, because he kept going for it from the 15-yard line. Or the Auburn game, when Ole Miss was, like, had one singular loss to, I think, Alabama that year, they go down to all, play Auburn. Matt Corral's injured. There's no re- wide receivers on the field, and if Ole Miss would have just kicked field goals, they'd have been in the playoff. So play smart. Avoid momentum swings. You have to believe in momentum this game as well. Uh, It's just the way it is. And if you look at Georgia's defense sacking the quarterback, this is the reason also I say that this team is schizophrenic. They only have 19 sacks on the year. That's a little over two a game for 68th nationally in the NCAA. Their TFLs, they're 47. 47 TFLs, that's a little bit more than, what is that, five a game? That's good enough for 87, but they're really good on the other side of the line of scrimmage, and they fit their gaps very well, and they're pretty sure tacklers. But going back to um, Georgia's third down, this is where they're elite. Now, remember, Georgia has a top-10 defense and a top-10 offense. This is the best team that Ole Miss is going to play this season, period. If Ole Miss wins this game, it will probably be viewed as an upset, and they're going to talk about Ole Miss all next week. Okay, so remember, just like I said, whenever I talk about things that Ole Miss can exploit, it's because relatively of what Georgia is. I'm comparing Georgia to last year's Georgia and the year before Georgia. I'm not comparing Georgia to Mississippi State. Understand that. So the defensive line at Alabama and A&M, probably a little bit better. So Ole Miss has seen that front seven, that front seven against Texas A&M is probably going to be a good situation and a good barometer. I think Texas A&M was the perfect scout team for the Georgia Bulldogs going into the game. So you'll see. It'll be important for Ole Miss to stay on schedule and avoid third downs. Ole Miss needs to score touchdowns in the red zone. And Quinshawn Judkins, as we said in the first segment, if he can get off just a little bit, I'm talking 60 to 100 yards rushing. If he can do that and is just consistent, I think Ole Miss's offense has a chance to move the ball pretty well. Those three things makes Ole Miss's offense as least as effective as Missouri was against Georgia on Saturday. Now, this is the third step, and we're going to talk about that when we come back. This is the best offensive line that Ole Miss will have faced and will face, and nobody has affected Carson Beck And – those two things, if Ole Miss can do either of those, all of a sudden we talk. We're in a situation where Ole Miss is potentially a winner in this football game if they can do those two things as well. But first, I do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel. It's America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers can get 150 bucks in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. The Ole Miss line against Georgia, Ole Miss is now a 10.5-point underdog at the time of this recording against the Georgia Bulldogs. The over-under is at 58.5 points. Fairly decent lines um, whenever you think about it. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. Also, the Rebels play the Georgia Bulldogs in Athens Saturday at 6 p.m. Central Time. It's your chance to listen to David Kellum and the Rebels' hometown crew as Ole Miss looks to continue their run. Catch every play of the Rebels' home team broadcast with SiriusXM on Channel 192 or on the SXM app. Searching Ole Miss Rebels. Now, let's look at the Georgia offense a little bit because defense is the calling, cord, call, calling c- card of the Georgia Bulldogs. And everybody thinks about defense when you think about Georgia. But this Georgia team is kind of a sneaky offensive team. And Carson Beck he has really similar numbers to Jackson Dart. And nobody can seemingly affect this guy. He just goes back. He's doing routes on air. It's seven on seven. There's no defensive line. Nobody gets his hand on it. He can surgically pick you apart. And when you have weapons on the outside, like the Georgia Bulldogs have, like Dominic and Rob Rob Thomas, and when healthy, Brock Bowers, um, Oscar Delp, those guys, Carson Beck's just dealing. And this is going to be a really, really difficult game for Ole Miss defense. Offensively, even more so than offensively. As good as George is on defense, they might be better offensively. So, one of the things you have to look at and pay attention to is the fact that George's offensive line is probably the best offensive line that you're going to face. Look at these fourth down numbers. This isn't a situation to where you're going for it because you're in a desperate situation at Georgia. There's no situation that's happened this season where Georgia's been chasing the game, essentially. But they're converting fourth downs at about 85%. And most of the time, they're six of seven, and it's probably one, two, or three yards. Because it's a situation, if it's more than that, Georgia's punting the ball and letting their defense do work. But Georgia's converting at an 85% clip, six of seven. Um, converting fourth downs. And what that tells you is this offensive line can lean on you. They just get out there. They lean on you. They do what they have to do. And they just keep going about their business. When Georgia stays on schedule, real similarly to what Texas A&M was able to do in the second half, Texas A&M didn't do anything special. They just executed. They got – Second and five, and they were willing to take that shortstop stuff to bring you up. And if you wouldn't do it, they would keep doing it. And that at five yards would eventually move them down the field. Texas A&M's problem is, was whenever it got down to third and 10, third and 12, and they had to take shots that took a little bit of time. All of a sudden, the defense was in the area. George is going to do the same thing. The running back Edwards, Kendall Milton, those guys, they're going to run the ball and hope for second and six or second and five. They're going to lean on you and then they're going to throw the ball and take a shot. But even then they have a third and short that they can try and pick up with decent players. And if they can stay ahead of the chains, there's so much talent on this Georgia offense that it can just like an avalanche, just engulf you. We talk about the momentum. We talk about so many things against Florida. You know, I always joke about this season, like the biggest status symbol of 2023 college football is being good enough that Georgia actually takes you seriously and blows you out. That's the biggest status symbol. And against Florida, they had an amazing script. They went straight down the field and scored a touchdown, and they were up 7 nothing on the mighty Georgia Bulldogs. And they were in a dogfight. Georgia was going back and forth and Georgia scored a touchdown. It was like 7-7. I think Georgia kicked a field goal to make it 10-7. And then Florida got the ball and on their own 30-yard line, they were faced with a fourth and one. And this is a situation that Ole Miss fans dread because they know the mindset of their head coach, especially with the players that Ole Miss has in the backfield and they have some good run blockers on their offensive line. But, Those 4th and 1s are traps against Alabama and Georgia. Ask Tennessee about 4th and 1s against Alabama and against Georgia. Because Georgia is really good at fitting the run, and they're really good at having better players than you. That's a talent, right? And they end up stopping you. They score a touchdown. The next thing you know, you look up, and Florida's down like 26-7 to or something like that. To the, to the Georgia Bulldogs, and that game's over. They lost it by getting cute. And everybody's going to talk about how teams need to let it all hang out, and they do in a sense, but they need to keep their composure about them and be very, very pragmatic with their shots and what they do because you don't want a night game in Athens, Georgia, to envelop you. We've all seen like Arkansas a couple of years ago went over there and everybody's like saying Arkansas might get them. It was like 30 to nothing at halftime. You saw um, Kentucky go to Georgia. It's like, man, Kentucky can get them. All of a sudden there's 50 to 13. Georgia has the ability to engulf you. So you need to be aggressive. You need to be loose. You need to let it all hang out, but it will be imperative to the coaches to kind of coach this in a pragmatic way to where you take your shots at the right times. Do not go for it on your side of the field unless you get down and start chasing the game. Whenever it's actually a football game, you need to play them as straight up as possible because if you don't, it could be problematic. And everybody's going to talk about analytics and stuff like that. I, Analytics do not take into account momentum because momentum cannot be quantified. And... If you get stopped on 4th and 1 at your own 30-yard line, all of a sudden, all the momentum in that place is going to go absolutely nuts. Remember the Alabama game. Okay, this is what we'll do. Remember the Alabama game. Suntarian Perkins was literally a half a second away from sacking Jalen Milroe He threw the ball up. Alabama scored a touchdown. Jalen Milroe took a massive hit. Alabama's up 17-6. Seven at that point I think and that place just came alive that's momentum you can't quantify it but it's there and teams like Alabama and Georgia whenever they get into it whenever they decide to turn it on whenever they get motivated to play the game all of a sudden they have the ability to engulf you in ways that Texas A&M can't Mississippi State can't Auburn can't they have that ability Alabama, Georgia, LSU, those are probably the three teams that have a chance to where you just can absolutely wake up this team and get them going. They're so momentum dependent because they sleepwalk through most of their games. So when they get a chance to actually get up and they actually raise their level a bit, it can be off-putting, especially to a team like, who is this guy? whenever you're playing a team like Alabama had 78 four and five star players, Georgia's close, Texas A&M's close, LSU's close. But if Ole Miss can somehow run the ball effectively enough to keep the linebackers engaged, to make the play action pass more effective, to make that work so you have a little bit more time to throw the football. If you stay on schedule and do enough quick game like they did against A&M and um, LSU, if – you can handle Georgia's offensive line. Those are all three. If Ole Miss does all three, Ole Miss is winning the game, okay? If Ole Miss does all three of these things, Ole Miss is beating Georgia. But the things you need to look for in this game are those three things. Outside of the keys to victory, if you just want barometers of how things are going, is how does Quinshawn Judkins run the ball? Is he over 60 yards? Is he at about 70 yards? Um, and also in the, in the red zone, or in third down, is it third and eight plus for Ole Miss a lot of times? And how is Ole Miss con- at converting third downs? We know they're good on first and second down, but third downs inevitably going to come up. Ole Miss needs to make plays. And how does Ole Miss do against the offensive line? Can they affect Carson Beck? Can they stop Georgia's running game? You're playing the best team in college football. This team never loses. I made the comment in the cold open yesterday. They've won 11 billion consecutive home games and games. This is going to be a difficult task. So to get Ole Miss to where they need to be, Ole Miss is going to have to perform at a very high level at several different spots. But we'll see how it goes indeed. Anyway, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first and listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day tomorrow Corey burton from the believe in georgia dogs podcast and we're going to know that enemy and we have bill flowers tomorrow night and all of that good stuff should be a lot of fun anyway till then hotty toddy